Hello, One Kiss Means Forever listeners. Before we get to today's episode, we wanted to take a moment to address the United States Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade on June 24th, which stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all people, which we have already seen with abortion bans and restrictions in countries like Poland and Malta. This decision has dire consequences and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions within the United States. We encourage our audience, American and otherwise, to learn more about what you can do to help at podvoices.help. Again, that's podvoices.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. And now, on to the episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where we bring you Christmas and July and the summer and we bring you people that politicize themselves out of Hallmark movies. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. That's so... Oh, huh. Well, I was thinking about this because, uh, as we mentioned in our last podcast, we're doing uh, like Christmas in July, Candace Cameron Bure, Goodbye and Good Riddance yeah. month. We're going to do a few of her movies and then we'll never have to talk about her again. Done. I like had to sit and think. I was like, how many years has it been since I've thought, oh, I've liked one of her movies? I'm going to put Aurora Tea Garden on its own separate thing because Fair that's enough. like yeah. a series and I don't know. I don't know where to put that. But like a standalone like romance, like standard Hallmark romance, which she's only done Christmas as far as I can remember. I think you're right. Um, Like they've consistently been like unwatchable. I liked Christmas Town okay, but that was one of the more serious ones. That, But that still was like four years ago. Maybe three. I think it was three because we were definitely doing the podcast okay. by then. Or we were at least tweeting. But okay. but like still, like it hasn't – like the last – definitely the last two were like potentially – like definitely – on the short list for worst one of the year. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like they were, I mean, everything about that, like, and, and it, you know, I don't want to leave it, lay it all at her feet necessarily, but like, sure. I was just like, I, I don't want to watch this movie. This movie is horrible. And I never want to see any of them again. Like they're not even fun, bad. They're just bad, bad. True. Well, hopefully we're talking about either fun, bad, or just fun, fun, uh, in all of our opinions, uh, for this Christmas in July set of podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't finish. Uh, if you don't know about this podcast, we talk about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds <laughs> that you find on Hallmark at Christmas and other various places. But Hallmark at Christmas is where we at today. Right, because it's July, so it's obviously Christmas. Obviously. <laughs> I'm just really excited about Christmas in July right now, especially because that Hallmark movie that we keep seeing ads for that's coming out that's like, Christmas in July feels like more than Christmas in December. <laughs> Oh, fuckers out. The, the Corbin Blue one? That, I think so. Is it the Corbin Blue one? I think that's the Corbin Blue one. Because we, we've, seen, we've seen for two. We have the yeah. Corbin Blue one at, with um, the girl that I – I think her name is Tori something. Um, when I'm when I'm hearing all of those things for um, Christmas – in Christmas in July, it's while we're tweeting. And generally, my face is in my computer because uh, we're, we're well, liking the, each other's stuff or responding yeah. to people. Well, so there's that one. And then there's the uh, Kevin Magary, Kyla Wallace one, which, yeah. like, you know, it, you just can't get cuter than IRL couples in these movies. That's true. <laughs> That's so true. So, you know. Fair enough. Anyway, what are we talking about today, Hannah? So today, we're going back in time a bit to November 29th, 2014, when this movie originally aired. Oh my God, that is so long ago now. So long ago now, exactly. I can't. It's weird to think about, like, that's almost 10 years. Yep. Almost Not eight. Quite eight. Um, and we are, we are doing a movie called Christmas Under Wraps. And this is Hallmark's little synopsis. With a residency at the top hospital and a boyfriend she adores, Lauren appears to have her entire life figured out. But when she loses both her job and her beau on the same day, Lauren reluctantly accepts a position in Alaska. That's it. That's all they say. So that's basically like, here are the first five minutes of the movie. Christmas! (laughs) (laughs) And it stars... As we've said before, Candace Cameron Bure, David O'Donnell, and Robert Pine. Though I don't know if it really stars Robert Pine. He's a secondary character, but that's fine. Who is Robert Pine? The dad. Oh. Not not her dad, his dad. Santa? Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> totally. Um, I did a little Google search just real fast because I was like, wait, wasn't Santa Brian Doral Murray? And it was. So oh, Robert Pine is, is her dad. Is her dad. Okay. <laughs> but Bill Murray's brother is. Oh, Santa. you're right. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. Right. Sorry. I, no, like, okay. I, faces are already gone from my memory for this movie and I have not seen it once. Like, like it, I've seen it more than once. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Anywho, uh, Dr. Lauren Brunel, played by CCB. So mark off that bingo square if you're playing it. Um, She has a life plan. She's going to follow in her father's footsteps exactly exactly as he did, and she is on her way. She's a doctor. She applied for a fellowship in Boston, the same one that her father did. And she is going to get that fellowship because her dad knows people. Hello, nepotism. Plus, she's been dating the same guy for more than six months, so that means he's that means he must be proposing, right? So her life is on track with absolutely no surprises whatsoever. But then Lauren's world crumbles around her. First, her boyfriend breaks up with her because she's not spontaneous enough. Next, she gets beat out for the fellowship by someone with out-of-the-box thinking in the form of 
Doctors Without Borders, though how that's out of the box, I don't really understand because that I know what Doctors Without Borders is and um, I'm not a doctor, but whatever. Uh, since she's a, you know, dum-dum with no backup plan, she is up the creek without a paddle. Um, so with no plan on what to do, Lauren goes to see if she can get a different fellowship elsewhere. But deadlines are way past due, and she was dumb and only applied for the one fellowship. So just don't do th- put all your eggs in that basket. Um, all the spots have already been filled in all of these fellowships. Except, magically, there's an opening for one in Garland, Alaska, where she could essentially run the whole medical team. Hoping it will make her look more out of the box, Lauren takes the job. Even though her dad is skeptical and still trying to get her that fellowship in Boston, Lauren packs up and heads to Alaska. When she arrives, she's greeted by Andy, who is there to bring her to Garland. And it is there that Lauren realizes Garland is way out in bumfuck Alaska. It's not adjacent to, I believe it was, it wasn't Juneau, it was Anchorage. Anchorage. I was like, it, it's a different city that she thought it was um so it's it's so far out it's the part of alaska that takes another plane to get there and has no city conveniences aka not what lauren had in mind also like you know i don't think there are roads to it that's the impression that i get you can't get there from here yeah I did. I did think the line of "Where's the car?" like three thousand miles that way, or whatever, it was, or three hundred miles, <laughs> whatever. That would have scared the shit out of me if someone said that. Are like, you murder? <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's no reason why she should have trusted him to enough to go with him. But whatever, True. It's fine. he's got a kind face. And there are no murders in Alaska. I feel like there could be a whole true crime, like true crime Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Anyway, but despite all of this, Lauren is going to give this a try. When she can't find a coffee maker in her home that they gave her the first in, on the first morning, she heads into town to go to get some on her way into the hospital. There are no Starbucks or other coffee shops, so her latte dreams are dashed, and the drip coffee only comes with the options of real sugar and cream. No Splenda or skim milk. Oh my god, no low fat, no low cal options in Garland. Literally, they say you need to put on a layer of fat to live there. So (laughs) great. And then there's the hospital, which is really a doctor's clinic. They are not set up for things like surgery or emergencies. There are two nurses, two orderlies, and Lauren, the only licensed doctor on the premises, which worries me greatly. (laughs) Lauren gives this a big old nope, nope. And is about to peace out when someone comes in needing care. And Lauren can't leave patients without medical care, so she's staying for now. In true Hallmark Woman fashion, Lauren does not have the appropriate attire for Alaska in December. She attempts to make some purchases online, but the shipping companies can't find Garland. This is strange, since the major business in town is called Holiday Shipping, owned and operated by Frank Holiday, uh, who happens to be Andy's father, played by Brian Doyle Murray. Um, But this is very curious. Nurse Billy takes Lauren to the general store to get weather-appropriate attire. 
Lauren blows a fuse at the clinic, and handyman Andy, aka man of all trains, uh, comes to her rescue, and he invites her for dinner with his parents. Because oh, that's not weird or anything. Uh, <laughs> that night, she goes over, but on her way, she is sure she saw an elf out of the corner of her eye. Andy brushes it off. Sorry. <laughs> It's a very weird moment. (laughs) They have a nice dinner, minus the tension between Andy and Frank about the business. And Lauren is, like, starting to sort of kind of settle in. I mean, she now has jeans with sweatpants on the inside. So awesome. Which, why? I don't want those. I want ones with polar fleas on the inside. Thank you. And (laughs) thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh so much with the elf (laughs) thing, but, like... Totally normal-ish movie up until, like, that's an elf. And you're like, where is this magical realism coming from? (laughs) We have to get through this uh, synopsis, and then we are going to have a discussion. (laughs) Okay. So Lauren is summoned by florist Wyatt to do a house call on Rudy. And Rudy, it turns out, is a reindeer that Frank keeps in his barn. I wonder why. While Lauren tries to say that she can't because she did not study veterinary medicine, everyone gangs up and she guiltily agrees to help with Rudy's twisted ankle. She's not sure why having him in the Christmas festival on Christmas Eve is quite so important, but whatever. And overnight, Lauren is now the hero of Garland. She gets flowers and thanks and free coffee and lunch, etc. And Andy asks her on a night picnic date. He picks her up at 10 p.m., which, kill me, and they fly to see the Northern Lights. And it's also romantic, and they share a kiss. Just as Lauren is starting to like this life in Garland, her father calls and lets her know that she has got the fellowship in Boston. She has 24 hours to get there and take her rightful place. So now Lauren has to choose between what she's always expected and what she's learning she wants. Andy is devastated that Lauren isn't going to stay in Garland for him, and he even fought with his dad about telling her a secret, which we don't know yet. But how could she leave? How could she know? Lauren packs up to go, but is sad about it. Andy has to get her out since he's the only one with a plane. I have so many questions. Uh, So he picks her up to take her to the airport. On the way there, they get a call that Frank collapsed at work. Lauren can't leave Frank with no doctor. They have to go back. Lauren has to doctor. But Frank is okay, but still admitted to the hospital. Lauren explains that he needs to eat better and take on less stress. So, working through the holidays, eating fewer cookies. Hint, hint. It took Frank's scare to make Andy realize he wants into the family business, so he offers to take on some of the duties. That night, Lauren tells her parents that she has decided to forego the fellowship and stay in Garland where her heart is. At the Christmas Eve festival, which Frank has been discharged for, Lauren finds Andy. He's surprised she's still in Garland. She explains that she is not leaving and that she needs a date for all the major and minor holidays going forward. And so they kiss. And since one one kiss kiss means means forever. forever. 
Dr. Lauren Brunel is definitely going to be Dr. Lauren Holiday or Mrs. Claus. Though if she knows that for sure or not is ambiguous to me. I think she definitely knows. Because at the end, he's like, I have to tell you something about my family and why we have to work on Christmas and why we have reindeer. And she just goes, that's Garland for ya. Okay. I, I, I know. I, I know she does that. But I uh. They can't cheapen the whole experience by saying, I'm Santa. <laughs> <laughs> We're just hinting rather right, vigorously. So we, we've clearly jumped right into what the fuck's. <laughs> So my my biggest kind of well, there's so many. There's there are so, so many. many things um, about this this movie that is totally what the fuck. But the biggest sort of one is yes, Garland is apparently where Santa lives, and Santa has his Amazon sort of shipping warehouse mm-hmm. for stuff. Mm-hmm. But they never come quite out and say it. And the thing that bugs me the most about this movie is. I feel like this whole premise could have actually been quite charming if not for Candace Cameron Bure's performance. Because sure. because I kind of feel like they're like she's 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 painted as somebody who's straight-laced and unexpected and when she starts to see all of these very Christmas-centric like things in re- in her reality, it's she almost takes it as if it's like a that's interesting that someone's wearing a polka dot or something, you know, <laughs> rather than kind of really having a huge curveball and seeing that growth. And it bugs the crap out of me because I don't believe that her character would instantly go to Santa is real. You know? Well, I actually have a note to myself. as like, does she actually think it's Santa or does she think that it's a joke? Like, I, 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 I mean, technically, I am, I think we're supposed to think that she figures it out, but I yeah. can't tell if she genuinely believes it. I think she – I feel like she does. And, and only because, like, she's she is the one that keeps saying, oh, like, the Rudy is in Rudolph, huh? Like, she, like she's, one, that, she's the one that's kind of pushing for people to tell her, like, this is I, Santa. Well, right? I agree. The thing is, I keep thinking, like, is she, like, are these people insane? They actually name their – reindeer rudolph you know like they're are are they playing into the santa stereotype Mm, and you know like because that's you know that based on her character she should not believe it's santa she should be coming up with logical reasons which would be like oh you think it's cute to name your reindeer rudolph because of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer not this is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> Completely agree. And I think, again, had it been a better performance, we would have got some more of that nuance change. We wouldn't be asking ourselves if she thinks it's a joke. We would have seen the switch go off going, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, right. I, like, also, the elf bit. What? <laughs> I have multiple questions. So first of all, what? Second of all, where are the elves the rest of the time? Because I don't think they're the other people. No, 100%. It's like they're little. And, 
And, and, and again, this is pretty early on when she – so the, your your first idea of seeing something small move quickly is an elf and not a child or perhaps an animal. <laughs> I think I just saw an elf. And he's he's even – Andy's like even like, what? <laughs> right. Like, I, you know, it's just very it's, – it's such a strange – thought process that is happening in her head at yeah. all times all of her decisions i find baffling completely baffling i mean in one of them obviously we, we talked about in this in the synopsis is moving to alaska without a hat yes <laughs> or a coat or a scarf that is like not a pashmina <laughs> okay i will say i mean she was wearing it incorrectly but a patch mean it can be warm as somebody yes. who has a very sensitive neck and can't put wool on it fair enough i also tend to wear pashminas Me as too. scarves but you wrap them around a lot and you make them big and like protecting from the wind correct but nobody else wears their scarves properly there's literally a scene where she's standing next to Billy on like the front porch of the of the hospital and Billy is only wearing like overalls <laughs> I understand maybe she's a native of Garland, but it's still cold. Yeah. I mean, okay. Speaking of, um, I, I I did a little pausing of the movie to figure this out. So I love you. When she goes to buy stuff on online, I wrote down exactly what everything was. <laughs> she buys an Angora scarf with hat and gloves made from 100% wool, non-allergenic. It's $99. Turtleneck available for $79, which I don't really know what that means, but it seems like she added it in. Sure. My price is $178 with shipping for $25, which means the total was $203 for a fucking scarf, hat, and gloves. <laughs> Isn't it nice to be a doctor? <laughs> Like, what? And, like, you know, okay, I get that, like, she wants to get, like, something more her style or whatever. Just go to the, like, why she wouldn't stop at the general store to get herself a hat? Like. Agreed. I don't really understand this general store that you can buy clothes that are going to fit every single person in Garland. Like That's Garland for you. But, like, you know, if but really, like. Buy yourself a $10 hat for the time being, at the very least. And at least wear it to your midnight date to see the Northern Lights. The fact that's, that's, I remember this one the first time I ever watched this movie. Like, you are at the Northern Lights in Alaska <laughs> and you do not have a hat on. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know it's – we'll get to Hallmark Hallmarks, but I know it's a Hallmark Hallmark that Christmas is not actually cold for these people because they got to look cute. But it's cold, Alaska. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole midnight picnic thing made me really cranky because I was like, how dare you invite me on a date that starts at bedtime? <laughs> like – and you expect me to go out? Yeah. Do things. Well, and the <laughs> thing that I'll say is, like, this would be super cute if it was, like, 
we have already hooked up at this point and we are going to be spending the night together. And I'll get into a little bit more about that particular moment a little bit later in another segment. But like that would be freaking hot if we had already been banging, but Mm -hmm. we're not because it's a Hallmark movie. Well, they've also never had a date officially. Or a kiss or anything. I mean, I also wrote myself a note that he seems very upset that she won't throw away her life plan for him after two dates. Well, that's that's <laughs> just kidding. Um, that's that's what we all do in these Hallmark movies, right? Like we've barely gone on dates. We've planned one party together. Yeah, right. Like I'm just uh, it annoys me that like uh, there were there were a lot of things in this movie that I found very frustrating. I had a problem with this idea that uh, that a fellowship started in December. I was thinking about that, but it is after finals. Like, they're they but she some was in residency. People, I don't know. It doesn't really. It doesn't make sense that it would start in December. I, I just don't get it. Um, then I was upset that she like this hospital in Garland. She like says she's worked harder there than anywhere else, and I'm like, no, that's impossible. Because you clearly, you can't do any surgery. You can barely, like, yeah, it probably was rough the first few days when, like, after a year, they're like, oh, we have a doctor. So everybody came to see the doctor. But then, then you're in a town of, like, I don't know, let's, let's be generous and say 10,000. Like, you just don't have that many patients. And they're all magic anyway. Yeah. So, like, that's bullshit. And then I had a long thought process. Which just go with me on this. <laughs> okay. Santa should not live in Alaska. It, well, it's very stupid for Santa to live in Alaska. Because if he lives in Alaska and waits until night in Alaska to do Christmas Eve things, it's Christmas some places. He's missed it. <laughs> You've raised valid points, my dear. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm sure that there's some sort of weird time-space continuum or whatever about it. I also was thinking about that every time she'd call her parents. I'm like, what time is it there? They're in, like, San Francisco or something like that. Yeah, it's probably not Um, terribly – like, only, like, an hour or two. I don't know how far – I mean, Alaska's big and kind of far over. There's still some lengths of Canada between them. I have no idea what the difference is. I don't even know where Garland is. Well, also, when she has 24 hours to get from Garland to Boston, I was like, that is unreasonable. Not unless she takes Santa's sleigh. Well, it's an unreasonable expectation. I agree. Of the hospital. Like, you have to make this decision in 24 hours. You have to pack up your life, move here. Also, are they putting her up somewhere? Like, does she have a place to live? Uh, like, Who's moving her stuff? Right. Like, this... The logistics don't seem reasonable. And it at doesn't... Christmas. Right. It's right. Exactly. Also at Christmas. And like there's no contingency or like thought process between like, oh, like you committed to a job that we're asking you to leave. Maybe you need to tell them. Yeah. So that they have, you know, like it was just such a like. Like, we would like you to get here as soon as possible would have been a reasonable request. But for her to be like, yeah, 24 hours seems 
like for them to say you have 24 hours otherwise you lose it which is right. insane and then like for her to be like yeah okay what like i mean I'm, i agree i like e- even even if i was like somebody in garland being like i'm sad that you're leaving us i'd be like no this fucking doctor left us in a lurch yeah and she would have been a bitch plus i wouldn't have bent over backward based on what her dad said he was like the fellowship's now yours the guy who edged you out said that he d- couldn't do it anymore so now you're their first choice i'm like no you're not their first choice what about the other people who got into the into the i don't know how fellowships work but maybe there's i assume there's like multiple spots or well, maybe there's even, only one i don't know even if there's only one She's still their second choice. Yeah. It, the fact that the fir- their first choice said no doesn't make her their first choice. She's she's their second choice who is at the top now. And I would say, go fuck yourself. Right. I mean, like, I get that she wanted it and all of that. But also, I am unconvinced that she deserved it. Agreed. Like, that, that was the other thing. It's like... I kept thinking about all those times in, like, life when you are, like, in school of some kind and something goes badly and, like, your mom is like, do you want me to call the teacher? And all you can think is, like, don't you dare. That is, like, the worst idea ever. And her response to, you didn't get the fellowship that I tried to get for you is like he's like why don't I call them and I'll see what I can do I can still get it for you and she's like Thanks, yeah, okay. daddy. yeah like it's like oh my god I like the idea that like my parents would call to like talk me into something that mm-hmm. a I couldn't do it myself or b like that would feel like Icky. It, you know, like that you would get the job and go in and be like, yeah, my dad got this for me. Like, it's I so uncomfortable. Agree. I agree. I think that that's dumb. So dumb, Hannah. <laughs> Should we move on to some Hallmark Hallmarks? Sure. Let's do it. Why not? Um, My first one that I wrote is failure is not part of the plan. Absolutely no backup plan for the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she expects a proposal, but instead gets a breakup. That was my next one, too. Yay. Uh, we have holiday-themed names like Garland and Holiday Shipping. Um, uh, they have opposite life philosophies. Mm. Inappropriate shoes for the weather, location, and job. <laughs> Hannah, literally the same thing I wrote was inappropriate shoes for icy sidewalks and job. <laughs> same vein. Um, is he Santa? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big city girl moves to a small town and is unprepared for the quaintness. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, we have a side love story between friends who can't see it. <laughs> That was actually, I have secondary characters. There's nothing here. We're just friends. Yep. (laughs) Um, We have a prominent car logo. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Well done. Good job. Um, He is the handyman about town. Mm. 
When in Alaska, you can always find the Northern Lights, which look like Maleficent in this movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Maleficent Lights. That's what they're called now. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Aurora Borealis. Oh, my God. And her name is Aurora. Ah, no, it's Maleficent. It. Done. Done, done, done. Um. This is so stupid, but I say, but it happens a lot using a people doctor for an animal or vice versa. <laughs> we have a version of deception. Yes. Um, they go stargazing. We see the Big Dipper. And they decorate the Christmas tree together. Uh, she chooses the small town. Mm. Um, and we have a character who doesn't think they want to take over the family business, but actually does. <laughs> sure does. Um, finally, there is a festival. <laughs> Yay! Yay! We also have an interrupted kiss, but it comes at the end, so it's not the kiss. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, whatever. Pretty parade? I didn't have anything. I will say, I find his look so strange. And I don't know exactly how to put this. He is too pretty for this movie. Huh. Like, this character, he almost has, like, features that look like he's wearing eyeliner. Um, he does have thick lashes. Like, and so it, whatever it is that they're doing in this movie, he looks so much younger than her to me. Oh. And he's actually older than she is. I did look it up. But I was just like, I, these, this is not a match. That's fair. I never thought he looked looked younger than her, but I definitely thought that he was a little bit, like, more simple. And I kind of didn't <laughs> oh, yeah. quite understand. Like, almost a little naive and not in, like, the cute way childish maybe that she would have been almost like taking advantage of him <laughs> that is fair it's very fair um i just thought the snow covered mountains wherever they filmed them were all were pretty that was my only pretty parade okay yeah do you have any across the universe not really but i realized that i kept confusing this movie with another movie that seems very similar but i can't remember what it is Huh. Because uh, there is another movie. I can't remember if it's actually Hallmark or if it's a Lifetime or something. Again, she's a doctor in Santa's village, essentially. <laughs> Where, like, all the patients keep coming in. And she says, like, you know, she's like, oh, I want to give you an antibiotic or, you know, whatever, doctory thing. And there's, like, and everyone's like, but our old doctor used to say, like, four candy canes and you'd be fixed. Or some like. That's not ringing a bell for me. Uh, I will, but if I'm, you know out there, you can always email I us. Tell us. us. Like, I, there, there is a movie with that essentially premise where, like, she it takes her a while to figure out that it's actually Santa. But, like, she keeps trying to, like, really doctor these elves because they're all elves but they're they're like human size yeah. so like you can't tell um but they all want like christmas cookies or like candy canes as the fix because that's what the fix actually is because they're elves 
<laughs> well, that sounds charming. I don't know the movie, but I'll try to. We'll try to figure it but out. But I, I do believe point. she does still fall in love with Santa's son or something like that. Well, I have a couple across the universes. Okay, go because similar to Santa having offspring, um, it's very similar to Annie Claus that we covered mm-hmm. in a previous episode, and in the same way, well, his name is Andy. Wait, so kind of like Annie. Mm-hmm. And he also did a sort of rumspringa on the West Coast. Because <laughs> <laughs> he goes to study architecture or something in right, California. Right, yeah, that's so um, true. <laughs> and my my other one is kind of a stretch. But at one point, the fuse blows and they're fixing it. And uh, Candace Cameron Bure has a flashlight in her hand. And it, she just looked like a, an Aurora Tea Garden poster Fair. when she had Fair. that. So yeah, slightly across. Um, okay. Did you have any uh, new and noteworthy? I had one. Okay. So usually in movies like this, when someone thinks or knows they're leaving soon, they stop themselves from kissing the person in town. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm leaving. We shouldn't do this. Like, whatever. And that always bugs me. But in this case, she kind of lets herself have the fun even though she is thinking about leaving. So I thought that that was very mature and adult because I never understood why, like, I might be moving, but I want to kiss you, but I shouldn't kiss you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was fair. my only Okay. Got it. Did you have any supporting shout outs? Nope. I did. I don't know if we can count it as supporting because it's so minimal, but he was the person in the movie that I like the best. <laughs> oh, no. So, you know, she's like getting into doctoring and she's walking down the street and she sees some guy that I guess she like had in, you know, doctored recently. And she goes, don't forget your, to do your exercises to this guy on the street. And then he walks away, like lifting his arms like he's doing aerobics. And I thought it was so, I was like, yep, you win, sir. You win. <laughs> You're, you are absolutely correct. That was the best moment. <laughs> Good job. I'm glad you shouted that out. <laughs> All right, folks. Kiss meter. Kiss meter. Okay. We had three kisses in this movie. We do have three kisses. Which is pretty, that's that's pretty high. So we start with the picnic kiss, which is their first kiss. I gave it a seven. I said it was a sweet moment, except that I don't understand when they started to like each other. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way. I gave it an eight, though, because I was sort of taking it out of context because, like, it's very romantic, great ambiance, and the kiss itself was, like, sweet. It was really soft and sweet. But I agree. I'm not really sure why she likes her. Yeah. He likes her. Um, So then we have the kiss when they're – decorating the Christmas tree or have just finished decorating the Christmas tree. I also gave it a seven. I said, sweet, no notes. <laughs> yeah. I also gave it a seven. Nothing to complain about. Perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um, and then the final kiss, I gave it a 7.2. Oh. Because I said that it feels more passionate, but the kiss itself is no more than fine. Fair. Funnily enough, I gave the kiss a five uh-huh. because of the dumb line before that, which is that's Garland for you, <laughs> which I know no, is like the motif. It's just occurring to me right now. We missed a across the universe, which huh. 
didn't she work for Garland in that stupid uh, Wizard of Oz movie? Wasn't that the name of the company? Oh, my God. I think you're right. And it was supposed to be like a Judy Garland sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, I've put it into our brains. No, but that's a good call. Good job. Yeah. Sorry. Back to kisses. Oh, no. I was just <laughs> going to say, otherwise, um, I feel I felt like most of their kisses were very unremarkable. Yeah. Um, so I thought this one was unremarkable, too. So five. Okay. So, Katie, would you watch this movie? Would you recommend this movie? <sighs> My rating is meh. Um, I just remember – I remember it being a lot cuter the first time I watched it. Um. I ultimately think, like I said before, that the premise is sort of fun and cute, but I needed a better actor to do it because mm -hmm. I just didn't – I never understood – I never understand um, Candace Cameron Bure's journey. Like she's always the same to me. There's really no character development or switch. And I think with someone else who was just a little bit more nuanced and fun, this could have been really fun, but I didn't get there. So mm -hmm. I'd say mm -hmm. mm, it's fine. No, don't worry. Don't worry about it. How about you, Hannah? I said no, because um, not only are we not really watching CCB anymore, uh, but the movie itself is fantastical in a stupid way, and there are, the stakes are so low. Yeah. That I, like, I don't know. Like, I, I found it, like, I agree with you that I feel like the first time I watched it, it had some cute elements, and now I'm just, like, annoyed. We've been hardened since 2014. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough eight years, Hannah. <laughs> oh, don't we know it? Uh... <laughs> Which is dumb because technically I've fallen in love, you know, like in the last eight years. So sometimes I feel like, like I'm more susceptible to things because then I can think of my own love story. Sure. But no, not this time. I liked him better in Merry Christmas or whatever. Christmas kiss, whatever one yeah. that was. Oh, 100%. Merry Christmas. Yeah. No. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Right. Yay. Thanks for joining us for the first Christmas in July of 2022. Make sure that you are following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals. Uh, we're tweeting the live movies, um, the, the premieres when we can. Uh, we've we've gotten most of them, I think. Yeah, we, we're we're doing pretty good. Hang out with us there. We'll also tell you the next movie when we drop it. All all of that stuff. And if you know what movie Hannah was talking about, or you just want to say hey, um, tell us uh, where to buy those fleecy jeans. You can email us at one kiss means forever, all spelled out at gmail dot com. Thanks, as always, to Flint Pastures for our intro-outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And, you know, if you're, like, hanging out on your podcast apps, give us a reading. We, we'd love that. We would. Thank you so much, guys. Happy Christmas in July. Happy Christmas in July. We hope that you get to take a nice Christmas vacation. We hope you like it. <laughs> Sorry, I've probably used that pun before, but it's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Don't care. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>